What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. And I am your host, Justin Miller. I would like to say, as always, before, first and foremost, before saying anything else, thank you to everybody who has taken the time to make this podcast a part of your daily life, your daily routine, your daily walk, everything. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me blast through your speakers, your headphones, your telephone, or anything. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life in all seriousness. Thank you guys for the support because with the support, you're making a dream a reality. And so with that, welcome to all those who are new. If you are new, take the time to go back and listen to some of the older episodes. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and rate this podcast and let me know what you think also take the time to follow us on social media facebook legends of athletics instagram legends of athletics 19 twitter legends of ath because they was playing they didn't want to let me finish my name you know what i'm saying and i believe that's it and just email legends of athletics 19 at gmail.com and so with that we also have shirts and merchandise for sale right now guys i want to thank everybody who has taken the time to purchase those things and if you plan on purchase make sure you buy 30 of everything uh make sure you go out and just support 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 because the more you support the more we can do the more we can do the happier you are so hey it all works together um and with that, I think uh, that is everything we got for tonight. Oh, yeah, the uh, website is up right now. Um, Legends of Dance is out right now. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting to get some scheduling and stuff like that. But we got all that stuff dropping, and it's out right now. If you haven't gotten, taken the time to go check the website out, go check the website out, legendsofathletics19.com. And um, let us know what you think. We, we're adding to it daily. So just bear with us. And, uh, you know, just just know that we always going to have something fresh for y'all. Always. Just always. And so with that, on tonight, on tonight, ugh, what we're going to be talking about is um, the benefits of cold conditions. So I eat cold baths, cold showers, cold water, cold hearts, cold everything. The benefits. We're going to be talking about the benefits of those things and overtraining. So how, as a young a young athlete, a young whippersnapper, how do you understand if you are in a situation in a situation where you are overtraining your body, i.e. pushing it to the limit, pushing it past the limit? You know what I'm saying? You got too much going on. How do you understand that even in, uh, you know, with our, our everyday clients, you know, those in adult life, how do we understand that we have gone too far? How do we understand that? And there, those are the things we're going to be talking about tonight. So with that, let's jump right in into the first subject. Um, the benefits of cold conditions. What could could we benefit from, from taking cold baths and cold showers? With me, I understand that it's a bit uncomfortable 
and it takes getting used to. But I can tell you from firsthand experience that if you add this to what you do daily, uh, the benefits are greater than the cost. So if you can just get used to it, you will be amazed at what um, you'll be amazed at what at what benefits you can gain from doing this. So a few things that cold showers are able to do is increase alertness, refine hair and skin, improve immunity and circulation, stimulate weight loss, speed up muscle soreness and recovery recovery, ease stress, and relieve depression. So a couple things in this, because it's just, that's just like when you look up cold, like benefits of cold showers, bathing with cold water, that's the first thing that's going to pop up on YouTube. I mean, on uh, Google. So we're going to jump into um, a few of these factors and delve a little deeper into the research that I've done on this thing. Okay. Um, so with um, cold baths, some of the thing that I've noticed is not only does it like if I do it in the morning, um, does it make me more alert and more uh, and wake me up uh, naturally because it's cold. But I also noticed that I do can feel the difference, like as far as my circulation goes, because, you know, of course, first your body goes to the shock. And then once you get used to it, you're able to, you know, uh, you know, adapt and, you know, do what you need to do. But for me, um, it is a stress reliever because it does release, um, and this has been proven by scientific research, but it does uh, allow certain uh, hormones within the brain, such as nephrinephrine. And uh, I think I pronounced that right. If I pronounced it wrong, y'all forgive me. But nephrinephrine, I forgot, shoot, that, nephrinephrine, because I can't, I'll get tongue-tied, but it releases that, that, those are one of the hormones that it releases in the brain. And so it allows you to uh, become less stressed, and it also plays a role because it increases circulation to the brain, stuff like that. It also decreases depression um, within you. So if you like a person to have mood swings or you feeling a little down or whatever, just jump in the cold shower for a second, man. It'll boost your mood, um, you know, you know, in, a, in an acute manner. Um, I'm not sure, not for sure, you know, I'm looking at research and stuff like that, if it boosts mood, you know, if you're in deep, dark depression, but, you know, it's something that you can add to your regimen. Also, you know, of course, when I'm very sore, you know, if I had a tough leg day or, you know, it's been just a rough week as far as hitting the weights and stuff like that, and my body's all banged up and very, you know, uh, just, you know, got a lot of wear and tear on me. Um, cold baths, just sitting in a cold bath, and if you can tolerate, like, pure cold, not lukewarm, but pure cold, and if you can tolerate adding ice to it, um, that is going to give you a lot of benefits because the cold is going to help flush that lactic acid up out of those muscles, which is causing you to be so sore, and um, you're going to feel a lot better when you get out. I mean, it may take a couple of them to get all the soreness out, just depending on what level of soreness that you are, but I can promise you that the benefits are, are, are very, very great because it's something that I do. I try to sit in the cold bath at least once a week, um, as far as just my regimen and then every day um, before I shower, like before I just really shower, you know, with a hot shower, I try to shower, uh, like let the shower run on me, you know, about 10 to 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds, depending on how I feel, um, of just pure cold water. Now, 
as far as doing it in the morning, as I said before, I mean, it just takes a lot, you know, as far as like getting used to it and stuff like that. But um, once you do it, you'll be, of course, you'll be more awake, but you'll be a lot more alert and your brain just jumps and fires up. So like that, like heat is good as far as like washing your body because I'm a I'm a advocate for taking hot baths. But you also need to, you know, what I'm saying allow your brain to, to function and, and practice things that uh, promote good brain health. And so um, with, you know, the cold showers, like I said, I, I just went over this list with you guys and just delved into it. And, you know, even with the weight loss, uh, you're probably asking, how does it stimulate weight loss? Well, when your body is in in cold conditions, like the best time, actually, honestly, to lose weight and cut weight is in the winter. Because when you uh, when you expose your body to cold conditions and cold temperatures, your body uses the fat cells to warm itself up. And so... <clears throat> When it uses those fat cells to warm itself up, it causes your body to burn more fat. That's why, like, if you just want to get leaned out and stuff like that, like, it's good to run or burn a lot of calories. You know what I'm saying? It's good to run and stuff like that in the winter, like, especially in freezing cold conditions and, and just lean out. And you'll be amazed at the results that your body gets from that. But, you know, also in everything, um, you know, just having a good diet and exercise regimen as well uh helps promote that and so the cold showers is just an, an additive uh within that um that regimen and that realm of what you do and so guys i would advise you know just starting out with 10 to 20 seconds of a cold shower uh you know what i'm saying every other day or maybe a few days a week or something like that until you can get to the point to where you may be able to add that into it into your routine every day and i'm telling you you think i'm i'm playing about this but you'll be amazed at the results and you'll be amazed at, at what can happen you know what i'm saying when you add that to your regimen also a little side note um you know hygiene as well make sure that you brushing them teeth you know what i'm saying getting that sugar and the day's work from your mouth off your teeth at the end of the day um because sugar causes cavities cavities come from the fact that the sugar is eating away at the enamel and all of that in your teeth and you ain't really taking care of your teeth and so your, your mouth looking you're looking like you as, as uh as jerome would say omar you're looking like yuck mouth you know you, you're not looking your best and also um when you take have good hygiene you know that promotes good heart health because your mouth um is a it's a central line running straight to your heart and we can't change the filter on our bodies but we can control what goes in and out of our mouths you know so um that those are the few things that that's another thing you know just adding that hygiene but um adding in cold showers is a great thing and i just wanted to throw that little piece in there before we segue into our, our uh another meaty topic and so for this next topic what i want to talk about is overtraining um you know how do I how do I recognize overtraining? What are some of the 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 effects of overtraining? Like, how can I look into my 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 life and tell and be able to look at you know check at check the check the boxes and be able to tell if I'm overtraining? Um, first of all, regression is a great uh a great uh great measuring rod to uh be able to tell if you're overtraining. So if you've been training like 
I can use powerlifting for instance. Like you go through peak programs. Like you should be peaking at certain points and reaching your peak. At, you know, as far as like your your output and everything like that. Like if you've been doing the same regimen for a while and it's a pretty tough regimen, and you get to a point to where you um you are starting to regress, maybe you should take a deload week or just take a week off. I mean, sometimes like taking a week off, you'll come back stronger, something, you know, and even sometimes you have to deload, but that's, that's of the personal preference because I know sometimes like with me in the past, like I went six weeks hard, six, seven, eight weeks, like real hard. And then I take a week off and then I come back and I'm even stronger. And then sometimes it's been to a point where I didn't really want to take my foot off the gas completely. So I would just take a deload week. And like what a deload week is, uh, when you deload, you just don't go nearly as heavy and you just make basically work on maintenance like you don't lift as heavy as possible but you just maintenance out your body as far as like what the weights and stuff you do in a rep range like if you've been doing reps of 20 you may do reps of 10 and just do a moderate weight that you can get all your reps clean and that you're not completely burnt out like when you get done with your session completely and so that's just a deload weekend like a complete rest week is just what it is like you just take rest like you don't even look at the gym they take away your gym card you know I'm saying you just take a, a week to just rest and relax and um that's not necessarily saying that you eat junk and everything like that but you just take a week to rest relax mentally refocus physically reboot and uh and just come back and be ready to attack um just as hard as you did when you were doing whatever training regimen or program you were doing beforehand um that you had to take a break with and so that's one way you know is regression is one way to recognize overtraining severe soreness uh, AKA, uh, if you hit the rhabdo stage, like where your body is, is just completely torn. The liver cannot, um, filter out the waste fast enough. So you have severe soreness basically to the point that you almost can't move. And this can cause some very, very serious health problems. You can be hospitalized. You can even possibly look in the door of death. Um, but you know, you just have to and take care of yourself and ease back into it. And this is rhabdo. Uh, you know, it's been experienced by some um, some very experienced lifters. Like I forgot the lady's name, but she took a, a leap and you know jumped in a CrossFit. And she's not a, a, a avid CrossFitter, but she jumped in very fit and um, basically came up the next day and had rhabdo. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where. You know, especially jumping into CrossFit and stuff like that, not knocking CrossFit, but if you have a very competitive nature and that's not something that you do every day, um, it's easy to to get. And a lot of and and in other instances too, like people who um, lift weights for a while, then they take off and then they come back um, and try to start start at the point that they took off from. You probably run a high risk of getting rhabdos or very, very severe soreness, just to put it into layman's terms. And your body is not able to filter out that waste from your muscles, from the breakdown of your muscles, um, and your body basically trying to recover. But if you got all that waste built up, your body cannot adequately recover fast enough to um, to allow a full recovery within the three or four day period um and, and to be to allow you to progress within your weight training um regimen and so that's another thing also you know the severe soreness is one thing you know the regression is nothing but then also injuries like when you are over training you are very susceptible to 
um, minor injuries or, or, you know, a lot of them and things such as like if you ain't sprinted since the first grade or you ain't sprinted since high school, you've been out of high school 10, 15, 20 plus years and you just go out and start striking up some sprints and stuff like that, then you probably run the risk of, you know, getting a foot stress fracture, you know, having, you know, some some wear, like knee issues, things like that. And you just have to take your time. Like I said before, like even with people, like you got to take the same approach that people who who work out, exercise hard, take a break, then try to come back and do it on that same level after they set out for a month or two. You got to take the same approach. You got to ease back into it and know your limitations and capabilities. The thing with sprinting is, sprinting is basically one of those, it, it's, a, it's really a skill that um, when not used for a long period of time, it's the same thing as anything. Like if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so you have to take time to build yourself back up, work on your mechanics, work on your form, make sure you're doing things right. And even like when you get to the point where you get a lot of nicks and tears and stuff like that and, you know, your body is just breaking down a whole lot, you have to look at your training regimen and look at what you're doing and ask yourself, am I doing too much? And, you know, because intensity varies and you also have to, I mean, I'm not telling you not to be intense because you can be intense, but you also have to be intense and be smart and listen to your body. Like if you know that your body is basically saying, shut it down, shut it down. It's a difference between your body saying it and your mind saying it. Like mentally, you know, if you can keep pushing physically, you know, if you're doing too much and you don't want to run the risk of, you know, doing too much and um, sidelining yourself because when you're not in the gym or you're not on the field of play or you, you're not participating, then you aren't getting better. And so therefore, when you're not getting better, then you just basically are are at a standstill. And more times than not, whenever you come back, you actually gonna have to go like start back further and work your way back up rather than you know, be where you were and then just keep progressing in a smarter way. So you have to look at the big picture and the long term of these things. And so with overtraining, like I see it a lot um, with, you know, my younger athletes and things like that. And, you know, even with parents kind of training their kids, you have to take it's a fine line between, you know, doing too much and doing too little. And I know sometimes with younger athletes, they can be very um, persuasive as far as, you know, what they want to do, what they feel like they can do. And the way they go about it, and you have to, as a parent, as a coach, as um, anybody that's that's over this player or this person, you have to be responsible and say, "Hey, look, you need to take some time off from this. You need to take time to, you know, allow yourself to to reboot this now, whatever." And I know sometimes when we are going for goals, we can push ourselves so much to the limit that we don't even feel a limit anymore. And that's where it comes to the people that are that are around us, our camps, our families, and things like that to help. Uh, to help us, you know, to to progress through whatever whatever it is that we're doing, and so you have to uh, be smart about what you're doing and do it in a, in a good way and a and the right way. So, um, these three things, like I said before, are just three uh, elements of you know looking at your training regimen and knowing if you're overtraining. So, like I said before, you know, regression, um, you know. <clears throat> Uh, severe, very, very severe soreness or rhabdo. And lastly, just uh, a, a lot of nicks, nicks and tears and injuries that, you know, you really can't, you know, explain. And sometimes even with those injuries, that's another thing too, with those injuries, I'm glad I looked at my notes, but with those injuries, you like if you're older, you, you have to understand too that sometimes like with age, you just going to 
face more, you know, little wear and tear stuff that because the years that you that you've lived, the years that you put in this work. And so, you know, understand that, too. And just, you know, you have to be able like the only person that can really tell you if you overtrain it, honestly, is yourself, Um, you know, and you know yourself better than anybody else and you know if you're doing too much and and this that and the other now the people around you can help guide you and you know make sure that you're on the right in in the the right going the right direction taking the right steps and that's for my athletes and stuff like that because most time they're with their parents but for the adults like you know like if you're doing too much and you know like if you need to you know scale back or take your foot off the gas you know lack of motivation you know not want to do it anymore Things like that, like all those are alarming signs that you're overtraining. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that you're doing the things you need to do. Like you're not going to hit your fitness. Like fitness goals are not going to be hit overnight. They're not going to be hit in a week. I mean, especially if it's something that you really, you know, you really working on and you're trying to do. You have to understand those things are going to take time. And so with that time, you got to put in time. And so like if you've been eating a bad diet for five, ten years of your life, guess what? You ain't going to lose the weight in five days or 10 nights you know what i'm saying so you have to understand that and just take everything with caution do everything to the best of your ability and do those things you know in in the in the best light of of yourself and your health and your wellness because like i said before if you're on the sideline you are not getting better and it's actually setting you back from reaching your fitness or your exercise goals or your sporting goals the athletic goals whatever you want to call them and so make sure you're doing the right things and with that, that is going to wrap up our episode for the night. Thank you guys for listening to your boy and press and play on this podcast because you guys are making this thing work. Y'all keeping this ship selling and we are doing very good and we looking to do better in the future. So as I say every day, make sure you get 1% better each and every day and be Legendary. Thank you.